You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast. And um, today, I'm going to talk to my friend Amber, who, as well as being an interesting and lovely person, is also pregnant. In fact, she's really pregnant because the baby is due in, in just a few weeks. Um, so uh, I've decided to interview Amber so that you can listen to her nice accent, but also so that we can find out about what it's really like to be a pregnant English girl, uh, which I'm sure all of you have always wanted to know. I certainly have. Um, the episode is, is going to go a bit like this. First, we'll get to know Amber a little bit, and I'll ask her the usual questions, like where she's from and all that kind of thing. And then we'll talk about being pregnant and what it's really like. Um, Amber can tell us about her experiences. Um, so this episode is going to feature lots of vocabulary on the topic of having babies, not making babies, because um, you'll have to check the podcasts about slang or swear words for that kind of fruity language. No, but the language of having a baby, being pregnant and giving birth. Hopefully we'll keep it nice and clean and, uh, and not too messy. So there'll be lots of phrases and vocabulary coming up naturally in our conversation, but I've also made a list of vocab and expressions associated with pregnancy and having a baby. And um, so finally, I'll go through that list of vocabulary and explain it all for you. And then at the end, you'll be totally clued up about all of the English that you need to know about uh, this subject, which I think you'll agree is a brilliant thing. Okay, so finally, we'll go through that list, and, and, and uh, that will be that. So um, this could be quite a long episode, so I suggest that you download it, listen to it in stages, or just listen to it while you're doing something else, like traveling, doing the housework, or just sitting on the sofa and staring into space. Okay, good, so let's go. Jingle. Um, so, hello, Amber. Hello, Luke. Um, Congratulations again. Thank you. I don't know if it's appropriate for me to say congratulations again at this stage. Uh, you can. Really? Yeah. Is there a time limit on you know, when you can say congratulations to a pregnant person? I don't think there's a time limit. I think there's an appropriate number of congratulations. And do you know what that number is? I think one or two congratulations is fair enough, and then it's obvious you've forgotten. <laughs> and then it becomes a bit rude. <laughs> um, I think actually the first time that I realized that you were pregnant I didn't say congratulations early enough did that did you realize did you notice that you probably did uh, no no because um, uh, well we'll come to this in a, in a minute this is the the subject of knowing when to say congratulations to someone who's pregnant anyway so um, it's, it's very nice to be here Amber I'm in your flat and you've you've given me a cup of tea which is lovely thank you for that you're welcome um, now first of all so um, uh, how many months pregnant are you now, in fact? I'm eight and a half months pregnant. Okay, all right. So, um, so it's sort of it's nearly due, I suppose. Very soon. Okay. Um, we'll come to the pregnancy thing in a minute. But first of all, let's let's talk about you, Amber. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where where are you from, in fact? I'm from London. Okay. Um, which part? Northwest London, Edgware. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know it's... Well, I know Edgware Road. It's not the same. No. It's much further away. Right. Zone 6. Okay, that's, that is quite far. Technically London. It's hanging on, clinging yeah. to the edge of London. <laughs> is, there a, is there a tube station for Edgware? Edgware. Okay. <laughs> Which the end of the Northern Line. I see. Okay. The very end. Yeah. Right. There's Edgware Road and then there's Edgware. Yeah. And I expect people get them mixed up. They do, but I don't mind because Edgware Road's actually quite a lot nicer than... Edgware. It's quite posh, isn't it? Edgware yeah. Road. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Edgware Road, top of the Northern Line. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you, you're living here in Paris now. How, how long have you been here? I've lived here twelve years. Okay. All right. So speak good French, I imagine. Well, quite good French. I mean, everyone apart from my mother-in-law seems to understand everything I say. <laughs> why not? Why doesn't your mother-in-law understand? I think it's her power play. Really? I think she likes to undermine me every time I see her by <laughs> deliberately misunderstanding me. Really? Yeah. You think it's intentional misunderstanding? I think it's subconscious. Okay. <laughs> really? I think I've stolen her, her son, her only son, <laughs> and she's trying to get me back. Yeah. 
yeah. by, by misunderstanding you. Or laughing at my pronunciation. Really? Does she do that then? Yeah, she does. Okay. How does that make you feel? Well, I've won. <laughs> Ultimately, you've won the, you've won won the, the prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm learning something about <laughs> the relationship between a, a, a mother and, and her daughter-in-law. It's interesting. There's always, you know, there's always, like, uh, tensions and troubles, but with the language it can play out that way because she does have the upper hand. Mm. You know, she's not going to confuse gender like I will. But but in everything else, one. (laughs) Okay. So uh, what do you do, actually, Amber? What do you do do as a job here? I teach English to children. Ah, right. Young children. How old are they? Four. Okay. So how is it teaching to four-year-olds? It's um, challenging <laughs> <laughs> at times. It's very cute, but um, it's quite a lot of finger painting. Yeah. Not that much teaching. Yeah. Um, finger painting and not much teaching. Yeah. All right. So it's it's hard, isn't it, teaching kids to speak English? because they they don't want to learn English their parents want them to learn English um, so they just they just think I'm stupid and ignore me yeah or try and speak to me in French and think why is she not speaking yeah in French do you, do you ever wonder what what they think you are because I, I used to teach kids in Japan and maybe you know I'm, I, I look quite different to them I suppose you know mm. and so I used to think I used to try and speak English to my four-year-old kids, and they used to, I sometimes would catch them looking at me with this sort of look on their face of like, what are you? <laughs> this kind of like, not even I'm trying to understand you, but I'm trying to understand what you are, you know? Do you ever get that impression that they're just thinking, what, what's, uh, what, is, what are these noises that she's making? Is this... This isn't French. Is this some alien language? I think so. I, f- I feel it's like the, the Charlie Brown syndrome. Yeah. You know, the teacher in Charlie Brown just sort of says, wah, wah, wah. I think they're just, whatever. They just you're, zone out you're just They zone out of it. They're not interested. And then I'll tell them in English, like, oh, stop wiggling around or stop hitting each other. And they'll just ignore me. And then the French teacher will tell them in French and then they'll do it. Right. So for them, you're just going, wah, 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 like that and they're like what just the noise <laughs> just the general noise yep okay um all right so uh, strange question perhaps but uh, how do we know each other uh we know each other from doing comedy yeah that's right um we actually have a show don't we on saturdays saturday nights yeah saturdays at the so gymnase um metro bon nouvelle <laughs> <laughs> 38 Boulevard Bon Nouvelle. Yeah, yeah. At the, in, the, in the Théâtre du Gymnase, which is a, an amazing, very old, sort of uh, very grand-looking theatre with a great reputation mm-hmm. for comedy shows in Paris. But we're not in the main theatre. Mm-hmm. We're actually in the bar upstairs. But it's still brilliant. Um, yeah. So if you're in Paris, you know, ladies and gentlemen, come to uh, the Great British American Comedy Night. <laughs> Slightly complicated name. The Great British American Comedy Night, which is at the uh, Sojinas, 38 uh, Boulevard Bon Nouvelle. It's worth travelling across the world Definitely. to come to see the show. It's, yes. it's seriously funny. <coughs> um, right, so <clears throat> let's talk about uh, your pregnancy, if, if that's all right with you. Yes. Um, so how did that happen? Would you like me to explain? <laughs> Actually, no, you don't, you don't have to go into the details. Um, um, actually, that that is a question that kids ask sometimes, isn't it? it like how, uh, where do they, you know, they say things like, "Where do babies come from?" Are you prepared for that question? From my students. Well, yeah, from your from your your child one day. I think you just need to tell them as soon as possible. Really? Before it's like embarrassing, when right. it's still sort of just like amazing, and then they will become very factually aware, and yes. yeah, sooner the better. So, sort of very early on, just to what extent? Are you, it, some parents choose to tell their kids some story, you know, <laughs> like they make up some story, uh, they kind of sugarcoat it. Uh, are you going to do that? Well, when I was little, I had a book. My mother, I suppose, gave 
us a book called Where Do I Come From? And it had all the information about, you know, sperms and eggs and babies, how they grow, but it also had information about what is an orgasm and why don't people have sex all day long? Yeah. Um, and they compared it to skipping. Like, oh, yeah. it's really fun to skip, but you couldn't skip all day long. And I thought that was really pretty I mean I'd not had sex at five but I thought it sounded like I did like skipping yeah. but I couldn't do it all day so it answered a lot of questions for me I think yeah early as possible give them the whole facts okay alright that's good so you're not going to be one of these awkward parents who's like oh god how do I answer this question you're just going to tell them straight yeah okay good good approach alright so um, I'm now wondering what it's like to be pregnant now obviously as a man I can't really imagine it. I mean, I can try really hard to imagine what it's like to, uh, you know, have a have a, another person growing inside you, um, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I can try really hard and Im- to imagine that, but I, uh, I still can't. I still can't imagine what it's like. So, what's it like? Um, oh, it's a it's a good question. It's... I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's obviously different for, for different people and depends how how long it's taken you to get pregnant, if it was difficult or easy, um, you know, and why you want children and all, and, you know, all the circumstances around your life. But then putting that aside, the actual pregnancy, it, it goes in stages. So there's the beginning mm. where you feel sort of a bit shit and not very well and no one knows you're pregnant. Yeah. And it's a bit of a secret <laughs> and you can't tell anyone. And then some people kind of might guess and try and get you to have a drink or something. But mm. so beginning you don't feel so well, um, and and you you kind of feel like you've made it up, like you've got the test results back. You know you're pregnant, but nothing's changed mm. apart from you can't drink or eat cheese. Um, and then so there's that bit, and that's like the first trimester. So it's divided into three bits, and it kind of goes in three bits as well for you. Mm. And then the second trimester, you start looking pregnant, but you still feel really good because you're not. It's not really heavy. Mm. It's just sort of a bit magic, yeah. and everything comes together. You have like the the scans, yeah. and you see the baby, and the baby even after three months looks like a little baby. You know, it's got mm. a head and legs. It's not sort of just like a head. <laughs> it's like it, it grows all in like a whole being at once so it's sort of magic you look pregnant you can like buy like pregnancy treats for yourself Mm. um you know you can tell everyone but you still feel really sort of happy and active and then the last bit is it becomes a bit like an alien (laughs) because you you start getting really really like this massive tummy and like you're really quite tired and the baby when it moves it's not just like these little fluttery kicks it's like big kicks or quite painful or like a sort of foot sticking out your your tummy and it's a bit weird yeah Yeah. so does it hurt sometimes when the baby kicks it doesn't it's not that it hurts when it kicks it just kind of feels really funny it feels a bit strange but you also all your other organs are being squished so you have other symptoms like your back hurts a lot because Mm. you're so fat (laughs) or um, your calves you get um, cramp in your calves which is really weird calves are your muscles on on the back of your legs that's right the lower part of the the back of your leg yeah Yeah, so that's a bit painful yeah I see that's a bit weird so it's kind of quite a a combination of different uh, experiences and, and feelings. Um, so, what about what about other people's reactions? And I, I don't mean like people close to you, but just sort of people you meet, you know, friends of friends and stuff like that. What have the reactions been like? Well, um, <clears throat> most people are quite positive. You know, most people just say congratulations, and then it, I think it depends how interested they are like if they've had children a lot of people want to give you some advice Mm -hmm. if they haven't had children but are thinking about having children then they'll pump you for information about like being pregnant and what's it like and what to do exactly or they don't care about children and they're not interested at all and they're just like "Mm, I'm not particularly interested in your childness so that's general people Um, so what about the, um, the advice thing you mentioned some people who've had kids themselves they try to give you advice, and is, you don't enjoy that? I think 
no one wants to have advice, really, yeah. do you? No, As, I suppose people don't want it to be sort of thrust upon them. If they want advice, they look for it. But yeah. just being given advice without asking for it, I suppose. Well, there's so much information about being pregnant. There's so many books, there's so many websites. That, mm. And because you're living this every day, I mean, personally, I spend... I do, I've do. read quite a lot and, like, you know, I've looked on different websites. So I feel that I have solicited information myself mm. and mm. spoken to lots of professional people because you see a, a midwife every week. Yeah. So I'm not really looking for more advice. And also people tend to be quite... It's about their personal experience. So they'll say, you know, oh, you must... When you go to hospital, have as many drugs as you can. You know, don't do any of this nonsense like yeah. having a natural birth. Or, oh, children, you know, oh, your life's going to change so much. I don't know, just sort of cliches or things which are pertinent to them but I'm not particularly interested in yeah 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 I see um so um okay <laughs> what advantages have you experienced um as a pregnant woman I mean for example do people give you their seat on the bus for example sometimes sometimes they give me my seat they um Sometimes people give you their seat, and people are quite nice to you. They mm -hmm. smile. The main advantage was that it's been Christmas, as you know. Yeah. Um, I got to skip all the queues. Really? Do all my you Christmas shopping really quickly. You can skip queues? You get a priority, yes. Really? Priority queuing for pregnant ladies. I didn't know that. Skip the queue at the airport. We went on holiday. I skipped the queue. Really? Yes. I've never noticed uh, sort of... <clears throat> Priority lanes in, in queues. You sometimes have to just ask. Really? Yes. Or sometimes people just let you go in front. That's really? quite nice. So that was an advantage. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that was definitely an advantage of how people are to you. And I suppose personally, you're kind of nicer to yourself. Like you make more of an effort to eat good food mm. and mm. be good. Okay. Um, and um, so uh, people often... Uh, get cravings, don't they? This is what people say, that people experience cravings when they're pregnant. Is it true, and have you experienced any? I, some people say that it's true. I've not experienced any cravings yeah. outside of my normal craving for chips. Or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> normal food. But I, I crave that anyway. Yeah, so it's just normal. Cravings. Just normal cravings. So no, no abnormal cravings. I've not sent of... my boyfriend out at two in the morning to buy sort of chalk or yeah. strawberries. No. Do you think it's true or, or are these myths, these cravings? I think the cravings can be true they can relate to a deficiency in your diet maybe and your body's telling you quick get some more of this mm. um so i suppose the more balanced your diet the less likely you are to crave something yeah okay um so let's see um so is it do you know if it's a boy or a girl i do it's a boy all oh, right okay so did you kind of find out by having one of those scans, I suppose. That's the normal way, isn't it? Yeah, you have a scan. They can tell on your second... <coughs> they can tell on your first or your second scan if it's a girl or boy. And then they ask if you want to know. Or oh, yeah. if you want a surprise. And was, I mean, was that a difficult decision? No, we definitely wanted to know. Yeah. I think the surprise is the baby. When it actually arrives. <laughs> when it arrives. I mean, because you have to choose a name. And it's so difficult imagining yourself being changing from being just you or you know in your couple to having a family or having a baby it's if you can imagine if it's a little girl or a boy I think it helps you mm. helps you think about it helps you just prepare for the arrival of another person I suppose mm. yeah all right um okay and um so what what are you looking forward to regarding like having having a child I mean I suppose we can all we could all answer that question um, but what things are you looking forward to? Um, I think, well, I mean, there's outside of all sort of normal cute baby stuff, mm. the living doll that you get to dress up. Yeah. I suppose it's the change in your relationship and the change in the things that you do and your priorities mm. going from, you know, thinking primarily about yourself to thinking about yourselves as a family so that includes your your child your new child and husband and you know changing the way that you you live like at, at the moment we go out a lot to dinner or to the cinema or things like this and 
that won't be an option anymore. Yeah, you're going to have to spend Go to the time. park. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> babysitters, do you have lots of babysitters um, available? I've got some. My yeah. sister. You can call on <clears throat> a few favours. Call on a few favours, yeah. I think it depends how good the baby is or how cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed the baby's cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, um, right, there, there's, there's so much more to talk about on this subject, and we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll ask you some other questions uh, in a bit. Um, but let's see. Now, from my point of view, um, as just a bloke... Um, when I meet a pregnant person, I kind of think, ah, there's, there's a sort of an etiquette around things you should say, things you should do. It's kind of different. And um, I always think, oh, I, you know, I have to remember to, to kind of get it right. Um, and also I, I, I know that uh, from the point of view of a pregnant woman, sometimes it can be annoying when people kind of, do certain things or say certain things. Mm. So what should someone say or do when they meet a pregnant person? And uh, what shouldn't a person say or do? Maybe we can start with that point. What are the things that we shouldn't say or shouldn't do when we meet someone who's pregnant? Um, what do you think? I think you should definitely not comment on how big or small they look. Yes. Like, ooh my sister's pregnant and she's half your size or ooh, you're really only six months so yeah. just keep it to yourself you know it's 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 complicated gaining so much weight and mm. changing your body changing so much so people commenting on it is inappropriate in a way that you wouldn't see someone you don't know that well and say oh you look a bit fat yeah so don't say it to pregnant people. It's weird, isn't it, that as soon as someone becomes pregnant, kind of all the normal rules seem to, to kind of disappear. Yeah. And people feel like they can just make comments about the way you look mm. or comments about the things you're eating and the things you're doing. So it's, it's funny that just one change and suddenly the whole, all the rules seem to shift. So, okay, like, uh, uh, I suppose it's avoid making comments that, that uh, are... Like specifically about the way that, that she looks, right? So I, I've I've got some things here from the internet. Mm -hmm. These are things that people shouldn't say. Mm. Okay. Um, so one of them is, oh, you look like you're ready to burst. Yeah. No. Absolutely out of out, of, out of question. All right. Yeah. You look like you're ready to burst. But uh, should I explain what burst means at this stage? Maybe. <laughs> um, well, I'll come back to it. All right. So um, have you? Uh, uh, Here's another one. Have you, uh, have you considered taking some exercise, which obviously is terribly uh, uh, unobservant, mm. I suppose? Um, anything else that you've noticed? I think anything... You know, when you're pregnant, you're no longer just yourself. You're also responsible for this un unseen person. Mm. And it's curious because on one hand you feel really... Um, it, it, that feels really great but in another way you feel really judged so it's that kind of judgement you know, you might drink a cup of coffee and sort of feeling that someone's frowning at you or drink a can of coke, you know, because caffeine's not great you know, you shouldn't yeah. have too much caffeine so, you know, this it's not only saying but sort of how people treat you or look at you you yeah. know, it's none of, you know, I'm sure people are doing their best and unless you're actually smoking crack, <laughs> I think it, you should really just not worry about it so definitely not commenting about their weight or sort of judging how they eat or live and the other thing is which is really complicated is names I mm. don't ask about names yeah, why is that? because it's really, it's really difficult to find a name and it's kind of sensitive and you go back and forth with your, your partner like what name you want and what you don't want and mm. then let's say you find a name that you both really like and you tell someone the worst reaction, and this is why I've stopped telling people is they'll say, oh oh, I knew someone called whatever, and he was awful yeah. and you just think, oh shut up so don't say, oh have you thought of a name yet? exactly Mind your own business. Okay, all right. Um, um, right, now, uh, uh, let's see, I'm looking at my list here. Okay, I, I've heard things like, anything that can make her feel scared, right? You well, know what I mean? Well, this is, that is the other woman horror story. Yeah. 
This is, because this is like, well, Sebastian was talking about this last night, you know, having a baby is a bit like how men go fishing. Like, it was that big. And, um, you know, <laughs> and we went for, you know, but, I mean, women talk about labour, you know, like they've gone through this sort of terrible experience. Like, 14 hours, 38 hours, and then it was a caesarean. And yeah. so they like, they like to tell you horror stories about how sort of horrible or frightening or terrible or painful or how many stitches or... Just how big the baby was. Four kilos eight. Four hundred and seventy thousand, you know, tons. Like they <laughs> trying exactly. to outdo each other. Exactly. It's like four hundred and seventy thousand tons. That was nothing. My baby was the size of Jupiter. Exactly. So trying to outdo each other in this sort of like maternity horror. Yeah. Um, I just try and avoid that yeah. kind of conversation. Don't yeah. hear that. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just say it slipped out. It's not a competition. No. It? It's not a competition to see who can have the most <laughs> dramatic story. Exactly. I mean, we've all got quite... It's quite a small, sorty, quite a small exit. Yeah. Quite a big baby for yeah. everyone, regardless. Yeah, yeah. No need to emphasise it uh, any more than is necessary. No. Um, all right. Well, let's let's not emphasise it too much in this podcast, I suppose. No. But um, I'll, I'll quickly go through some of the other things. Um, commenting on things that she's eaten... Um, um, and also, you've mentioned before, what was it the, the thing that you've said you've compared having a baby or being pregnant to, to having a facial tattoo? Uh, yeah. My, <laughs> my friend said that having a baby is a lot like having a facial tattoo. Right. In the sense that you need to be very sure <laughs> you want one <laughs> before, before you get one. But I've always felt that when... Were I to have a facial tattoo, people would probably, they might think it was weird, but they'd probably accept it. Like, yeah. oh, look, you've chosen a facial tattoo. Yeah. Whereas sometimes when you tell someone you're pregnant, let's say you tell them because you you know, you're not showing yet, uh, they'll say, oh, oh, really? Was it on purpose? Like, or was it an accident? Which seems not only really rude, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, have, have, has, have people said that to you? Oh, was, was that planned? My mother-in-law. Your mother, oh great. Yeah. <laughs> but no, people have, have said that and it, it does feel a bit inappropriate. Yeah, okay. So, was that planned? No, that's a terrible question <laughs> to ask in that situation. Okay, so um, what about the question of physical contact? Some people... Immediately they go in and start touching your, your belly. Oh, can I have a touch? And they want yeah. to touch you. What's the etiquette on that? Is it okay to just jump in and start touching you? I don't think you should rub strangers' bellies. No, no. neither do I. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Unless the belly is offered. So the, the belly has to be presented or offered first? If the belly is offered. I quite like a rub. Yeah. It's quite nice. It feels quite soothing. But, I mean, as long as I've okayed that rub. Okay. So do, do, have you noticed that some women just suddenly start touching your belly without being okayed first? Um, I have not had too much belly rubbing. I think maybe the French are quite reserved. Oh, yeah. yeah they yeah. keep their hands to themselves. Yeah, yeah. okay. But the occasional... The occasional unsolicited rub. Yes. <laughs> just coming out of nowhere. So keep, keep your hands to yourself and, unless it's been okayed. Yeah. All right. Um, what about things that you should say or, or that you should do? What are the standard things that people say to you when they meet you that are, that are okay? Okay things. Um, well, it's okay to ask when you're due, you know. When's it due? Or, yeah. or when are you due? Uh, when, when are you due? Yeah, when? I mean, it's okay to ask that. Um, some people don't like being asked if it's a girl or a boy, but I don't mind. I find yeah. it quite sort of cool that I've grown a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I've grown as a man growing inside me. Yeah, you... um, yeah. and so the so that's fine I mean obviously saying something nice giving you a compliment is always nice yeah. like saying you know how well you're looking or anything like that you look that, great you look fantastic yeah like glowing you know yeah. all of those things it's a bit of a cliche but that's fine a compliment's always nice glowing yeah, yeah. that's a good one glowing like um, what else glows what's the most common thing that glows sort of like a, mm-hmm. a a light bulb or something. A light bulb, yes. <laughs> but that's <laughs> not exactly... <laughs> glowing is a more sort of, um, uh, sort of soft version of 
a light bulb is rather harsh light, isn't it? <laughs> glowing is a softer kind of a kind of light. But yeah, that's a nice thing to say. You're really glowing. You look great. That kind of thing. Um, what about this one? Oh, you'll make a great mother. Well, I think I suppose people mean well. Um, it depends if they know you or not. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit random if you don't really know someone. I mean, <laughs> you just think, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Someone you've never met before. It's like, oh, oh, you're pregnant. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, you look fantastic. Oh, I'm sure you'll be a great mother. Like, well, how do you know? You don't know anything about me. You know nothing about me. No, I mean, anything which is kind of like positive or complimentary, that's nice. Or, you know, I mean, you can also ask how someone's doing, how they're getting along. and mm-hmm. Because, you know, being pregnant, you're pregnant. Every day, it does take up quite a lot of your yeah. thoughts, so yeah. you can be a bit of a pregnancy bore and talk about it quite a lot. Right. So sometimes it's quite nice to talk to someone about it yeah, yeah, if they yeah. seem interested. All right, so just sort of be show interest and and uh, uh, make positive comments. What about uh, how about when people offer to kind of get things for you or do things for you? Do yes. you mind? No. Do that. I like that. So, oh, let me get that for you. Go and get it. Yes. Or, uh, oh, sit down, I'll do that. Yep. These are like magic words, aren't they? They're fantastic. Well, in the beginning, you don't need it, but but now I really do. I yeah. mean, when my boyfriend offers to do up my shoes for me, I really appreciate it. Well, it would be nice at any time. It would be nice at any time, but it's a real treat because, you know, it's quite hard doing yeah. them up. Is or it? get them off, yeah. Is it really? Or helps me up, or takes my handbag. What do you, what do you find difficult now, then, at this stage? Standing. <laughs> <laughs> standing up. Um, yeah, standing up for more than about half an hour. You yeah. get quite tired. Really? Um, yeah, putting on your shoes, getting up. <laughs> um, <laughs> mobility. Yeah. Anything. Right. Bending. Strenuous physical things. Yeah. You're still performing stand-up comedy. I am. At this stage in your pregnancy. Yeah. And um, how was that? And you, did you perform on Saturday? I did. How was it? I was hosting. Uh, it's it's good because um, I think people don't expect you to... It's unusual. I suppose you don't really see that many pregnant stand-ups. Um, no, I've never seen it, to be honest. I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen it. But no. uh, well, no. I mean, it's quite fun. Well, except for you. Well, you but, see me. Yeah. yeah. No, it's nice, and I think it gives you. It certainly gives you a lot to talk about because there's a lot of funny or unusual things, and not everyone's experienced it. And definitely living abroad, being yeah. English and being pregnant in France, mm. there's like quite a lot of cultural differences, mm. which are quite funny. Yeah. I yeah. think. Have you noticed any cultural differences? Well, I mean, there's loads of cultural differences in general, but have you noticed any around the, the pregnancy? Uh, yeah, I think that in... Uh, things that you just take for granted, like in France, things are just done in a certain way, mm. um, and other stuff is just not done. And, like, breastfeeding in England, kind of, that's normal. In France, this is really exceptional. Um, or, you know, having a natural childbirth is really very strange... Um, wanting to spend more than just like the congé maternité time with the baby is kind of a bit seems strange or anything environmental they're not into the environment and babies really yeah let, let me just go back over a couple of those things you said uh, breastfeeding you said uh, congé maternel which is the maternity leave maternity leave yeah um, what's the other natural childbirth yeah right so breastfeeding in England are we more comfortable with Breastfeeding in public, is that it, or just breastfeeding generally? Just breastfeeding generally, right. I think. So in, in England, it's more normal to, to, to breastfeed? Yes. Yeah, but they don't really do it in France so much? No, okay. I don't think so. All right. Because just from the reaction I get when I tell people that that's what I plan to do. What's the reaction? Well, it's not, it's not just my reaction, because I've got quite a lot of English friends, but yeah. my boyfriend's French, and so he really likes telling people, shocking them about the sort of crazy English things that I'm going to do, like breastfeed and have a natural childbirth and use reusable nappies. Yeah. And he really loves it because he doesn't think that that's a great idea either, mm. but he just feels the sort of, that it's cool because it's different. These are sort of fairly common um, debates, I suppose, that people have around childbirth is the um, 
breastfeeding or bottle feeding, uh, uh, reusable nappies or disposable nappies, natural childbirth or I suppose what sort of drug aided yeah. childbirth, childbirth in which you you take pain-killing drugs, for example. Mm-hmm. So those are three common debates. Um, so breastfeeding, well, we know where you stand on, on breastfeeding. You're, you're going to breastfeed your, your Breast baby. is best. Breast is best, okay. Uh, and the, the other one was uh, uh, nappies. So you believe in, in reusable nappies. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, I suppose, well, why, why is that? Well, I mean, like a baby, you might change a baby's nappy ten times a day. That's a lot. It's quite a lot. That's and a lot of shit. That is a lot. And exactly. A lot of nappies. That's a lot of nappies. That's a lot of landfill. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nappy fill. No, it's, uh, it's so that you might change a nappy ten times a day. A child can wear a nappy to between two and three years. Mm-hmm. A lot of nappies. So yeah. <clears throat> there's a financial aspect to it, which makes it interesting. But really, there's an environmental aspect, which means that it's a bit, it's just a bit more considerate. It's just a little bit icky for you mm. icky, sorry horrible, sort of disgusting a bit disgusting, yeah. but not that bad I mean, it's not like our ancestors managed to deal with it didn't they? yeah like our, our parents and our parents' parents my, my parents, they used uh, reusable nappies um, so yeah people have been using reusable nappies for years and they've managed to survive so the point is really it's an environmental issue yeah. using disposable throwing away 10 nappies a day mm. that's putting a lot of waste out into the environment isn't it exactly yeah. um, okay and the other one is the natural you're going to have a natural childbirth yeah that is my aim okay alright um, can I ask you why yeah, definitely I mean I think we do ask ourselves like sometimes people say well, if you're going to have a tooth out you wouldn't just get it ripped out mm. but it's not the same kind of pain you know it's it's uh, it's natural pain it's not because you're ill or anything's wrong um you know the baby's not having any painkillers so it's really it's about it's a very efficient way of giving birth because mm. you feel what you need to do you know you can stand you can move and that mm. really helps the baby mm. get into the best position to be born right. if you have an epidural um this really reduces your sensations and then you're finally asked to do something which is push out a baby by remembering how it feels to use a muscle, your uh, uterus, that you've never really used. So it seems really complicated to me. So if you have an epidural, which is basically a painkiller, yeah, it's a special painkiller that's given during childbirth, if you have an epidural, it means you can't actually feel the baby coming out, and so you're not able to sort of... Um, you're not there, you're not involved, you're not able to take part in the birth in the same way that you would be if, if you didn't have any, any drugs? Uh, exactly. You, I mean, an epidural is they sort of put a big needle into your spine. Mm. And, <laughs> and uh, apparently it's so painful, childbirth, that you're begging for this giant yeah. needle in your spine. Wow. But it's, um, it doesn't take away all your sensation, but it reduces it so significantly. And often for some people, depending on how well it's dosed, you know, you can't walk or, or stand because you can't really feel your legs. So, mm. yeah, you're sort of being taken away from this experience and being able to participate in an active way in, in the childbirth. And I think if you can avoid it so that you're able to participate and feel it, then, yeah, it's, it's, it should be really exciting. I mean, obviously, you've got a medical team there to help you in case of troubles. Yeah. Is there any chance, Amber, that when it comes down to it, when you're giving birth, will you shout, fuck it, just give me an epidural? There's Is, a lot yeah. of chance. There's a lot of chance, <laughs> yeah. Right. I've not ruled it out. Yeah, it's there. It's there if you need it's it. It's there, yeah, exactly. All right. All right, um, all right great. So... Um, Fine, fine. Um, I think I think that that's that's sort of all I've got for my notes. I've got other things that I want to talk about. What it's like from the point of view of a man. Actually, yes, you can tell me about uh, your 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 boyfriend, husband, boyfriend. I, I don't know. Is, he, is your is your is your husband? You're paxed, okay. So it's difficult. What's the word? A pax is a civil. It's a, a civil, civil partnership. Union. Yeah. Civil union. My civil husband. Yeah. So he's your. 
What, your Paxi? My Paxi, yeah. Pax is P-A-C-S. That's, it's French, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's basically a French civil union. Um, and so, yeah, you don't have a, a, a word for, for him. No. Your bloke. My man. Your man. Yeah. Right. So what's it been like from his point of view, then? I think um, it stays very abstract for guys for a really long time. Mm. I try and get him involved by, like, you know, making him rub the tummy. Yes. And, you know, feel the strange movement of the baby. Um, did, did you, have you ever made him carry something around? Like, you haven't strapped a basketball <laughs> to him filled, no. filled with sand or something? No, but I would like to. Just for fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, just for my own amusement. You could do that. I mean, you know, maybe in the future you could convince him that he needs to do some physical trials yeah. to, to rebalance the, the relationship, as it were. That would be nice. And you can then make him carry things around just for fun. Well, he has had to carry my handbag around quite a lot. Yes. And I think that was a bit embarrassing for him in the beginning and now he's just he's manned up he can carry a handbag is it the same is it i mean it's it's not as bad is it carrying a handbag well i mean there's advantages to being pregnant i mean it's like amazing you're making this person um you know and he's trying to be cool and he's just got a little handbag so it's not as heavy obviously but you know it's it's nice something yeah it's something yeah it's quite difficult for a for a french guy to carry a handbag isn't it yeah because they they're kind of quite macho. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but now there's no trouble. So handbag carrying, uh, mm. you know, he has to put up with. You get a bit emotional. You do get a bit emotional. Yeah. Sometimes tears. Yeah, really. And you know, I get now. I win every argument. Doesn't matter how unreasonable I am. I get. I win. Is that just because you have the moral high ground? It's because I I'm carrying around baby because yeah. I'm growing a brain and a penis and he <laughs> <laughs> he isn't. So you know, even if it's like if I'm wearing his clothes that he wants, yeah. he'll be like, "Can I have those back?" And I'll be like, I need them. I'm pregnant. Okay, you can have them. So he lets me like get away with stuff. Um, so basically, pregnant always beats not pregnant. Yeah. Definitely. And I get, um, what else do I get? I get a bit upset if he asks me any questions. Mm, difficult questions. Well, just about... Any questions. Well, about the, about pregnancy, because then I'm just like, well, what, why don't you know? I'm not your teacher. Oh, yeah. So I've made him read, like, a lot of nouveau papa-type books. Yeah. So he's had, like, homework to do. <laughs> so he has to know. He can't just refer to you. He can't say, oh, well, what's the thing about the... Yeah, no. uh, and you have to... You, he should know as well. Yeah, he needs to do his work, because I'm, I'm growing the person. Yeah. He can at least read the books. I thought he would stop smoking and drinking, but he has done the opposite. He's just done it more. More. He's getting in all the party. Just <laughs> partying and partying. Every weekend it's a party, and I'm just going to bed. Right. <laughs> He's just trying to do as much partying now as he can. Before. Getting in all the party, yeah. Yes, as you say, yeah. Um, all right. Um, and, uh, I mean, did it take time for it to sink in with him, do you think? I don't think it's sunk in yet. Still hasn't sunk in. I think in. it's still abstract. Really? Mm. It's just like, someone's told me that I'm having a baby. I don't really know what that means. Mm. Uh, but apparently it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose it's not going to sink in until the, the, the kid arrives, I guess. I yeah. think so. Um, all right, I see. Um, right, brilliant. Can, can I get anything for you, Amber? Do you want me to carry something? <laughs> I'm all right, thanks, yeah, Luke. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, just let me know if there's anything I can do. Um, I think that's pretty much uh, pretty much it. Um, yeah, so when when is it due? The end of January. Okay, so like a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome, brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks very much for talking to me. No problem. It's been very interesting finding out all about this for me, you know, because um, I didn't know that much, and I, you know, I've got a lot of things to learn. Yeah. But also, hopefully, for my listeners who who will have noticed bits of language, and hopefully, will have just found the conversation interesting. Um, so thanks, thanks very much for coming on Luke's English podcast. Thank you for having me.
So that's my interview with uh, Amber. Some of you might be thinking, why did you choose that as a subject, Luke? Are you pregnant? So I'm not, okay? I'm not pregnant. At least I think so. I mean, I, I, have, I have put on a little bit of weight around the belly, um, but that's, that's just because of Christmas. I ate too many mince pies and drank a little bit too much beer and stuff. But I'm not pregnant, okay? It's just that I've put on weight. Um, so, uh, yeah, there you go. I, if you remember, at the beginning of that episode, I mentioned that I'd made a list of vocab relating to pregnancy and, and that kind of thing. Um, I just think there isn't enough time for me to do it now. And so I'll come back to it, all right? Um, there you go. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'll put the list of vocab onto the WordPress page for this episode so you can see all the words that, I'm, that I've, I was hoping to teach to you. Um, and then there you go. Uh, and who knows, if you're lucky, as soon as I can get round to it, I will record myself sort of teaching you some of that language. Um, all right. Good. Fine. There'll be more of this kind of thing in the future. In the future. Future, 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 future. Um, for example, I'm hoping to do an episode about the future, 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 um, because it's the beginning of the year and it feels appropriate to kind of start talking about what's going to happen, not just this year, but into the future itself. Um, so, I mean, I, sometimes I talk about doing episodes of the podcast on the podcast and then I never get around to actually doing those podcasts. Um, so I shouldn't really make any promises. But anyway, I've got stuff. I've got loads of ideas, all right? I've got all kinds of things. I've also got to finish off the episodes about slang. I've got to finish... I've got to do more in the series about British comedy. I've got other movie-related ones to do. And I've got ones that just focus on language itself, just bits of grammar, bits of vocab and stuff like that. There's just tons of ideas um, and not enough hours in the day for me to be able to do everything include do that fix up my websites so it looks amazing and so that I can start you know taking over the world in a good way uh, through the podcast um, you'll also notice now the people who are listening to this now you're the super extra special amazing followers of Luke's English podcast you're the special people who listen all the way to the end of each episode right you're the hardcore the extra special super cool uber groovy people okay feel good about that you should because you're awesome you're like a kind of a band of of brothers and sisters you're like the luke's english podcast ninjas is how i like to think of you you're my group of silent assassins who i could you know order to go and sort of buy yourselves ice cream at any given time you're the chosen ones um, so you get to hear these little little extra bits, these Easter eggs, these kind of nuggets that I present to you at the end of episodes sometimes. Um, so um, you'll probably be aware that I've been doing this uh, series about uh, phrasal verbs, a phrasal verb a day. For some reason, about a week ago, I woke up in the morning and I thought, I know, I've got a great idea. I'm going to record myself explaining a phrasal verb every day this year and that'll be good. And it's working out. It seems to be popular. The thing is that now I have to follow it through. And I've just realised what a serious amount of work that's going to be. I mean, it's not that bad. I'm getting... And it's not bad at all. It's good, of course. It's great. Um, I'm getting into the sort of uh, routine of doing it. So it takes less time. Um, so hopefully, kind of by the middle of the year, I should be getting them done really snappily in just a few minutes. Um, so anyway, it's quite fun to do that. Just very short episodes makes a change, doesn't it? And it looks like people are enjoying them. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then why don't you go to where? Where would you go? Go to teacherluke.wordpress.com, of course. Where else would you go? And you'll see that there's a button in the menu at the top right of the screen that says phrasal verbs. And I'm posting each episode and all the text, the transcripts, um, to those episodes they're going there um so that's where you can find them the um the phrasal verb episodes have got their own rss feed that means that you can subscribe to just those phrasal verb episodes on itunes or other podcatchers um if you go to well let's see if you find them on audioboo um then you'll see that there are two little buttons on the page where uh the phrasal verbs are huh does that make sense all right 
follow these instructions very carefully, okay? Go to teacherluke.wordpress.com. I know that you're already there, but fine. Go there, find the phrasal verbs bit, just click on one of the phrasal verb episodes. Right, now you'll see that there's a blue Audioboo player, like an embedded player. Now, in that player, you'll see the Audioboo logo. Click on that. Boom, your computer's just opened a new window and it's taken you automatically to the Audioboo uh, player page for that particular episode. Right, there you are. Now you'll see on the, it should be on the left hand side or maybe at the bottom on the right, there'll be two little buttons. One that has an RSS feed logo on it and the other one which um, has an iTunes logo. So click the iTunes logo and if you've already got iTunes, it will open up Luke's, uh, I think they're called Luke Thompson's posts. Those are my phrasal verb episodes. It'll open them up in iTunes and you can subscribe there. Otherwise, if you click on the other icon, the RSS feed icon, then you'll find the RSS feed for it. I, I imagine that a lot of you right now are listening to this stuff and just going, what? what RSS feed icon opening up? What are you talking about, Luke? Keep it simple. Just uh, We thought that English was difficult, now, let alone all of this technical stuff about RSS feeds. Don't worry about it. If you follow those instructions, basically, you'll be able to get uh, a series of episodes on phrasal verbs done by me uh, and you, you can download them and listen to them and learn a lot from them and all that kind of thing all right good so that's it there should be some I, I hopefully I'll come around to doing that vocab about uh, pregnancy and stuff and that way it'll be a good way to just kind of pick out bits of language that you might have heard during my conversation with Amber uh, that'll come that'll come later all right I've got to go out now um, otherwise I'll be late and I can't be late because it's not polite, is it? I think you'll agree. I, you see, I have a life. I actually have a life. I don't just do this. I don't just exist on the internet. I actually exist outside in the real world. It's raining as well today. Again, um, it's not raining cats and dogs. No, because that's ridiculous. And no one really says that phrase anyway. It's just raining. So, okay, I need to stop this. I need to stop talking. I need to uh, hit the, the stop button I need to finish the editing off and I need to get my jacket, put my shoes on, put my phone in my pocket um, and leave the, the apartment, make sure I haven't left the gas on or something and then go to the, the, the cafe to meet my friends. Um, and I have to do all of that within the next four minutes. OK, so that's the end of this episode. Uh, it's uh, very nice to speak to you. And that's me signing off. So goodbye for now. Bye, 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 bye. You've been listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com.